just finished the first episode of that show, Easy, season three. Easy. On Netflix. Have Easy you watched it yet? season three. Uh, no, I have not. I'm trying to remember what this is. It's like a Swanberg thing. Joe Swanberg. Whoa. Oh, Marin's in this? My chair. Yeah, but he's... It's, a, it's an ensemble thing. Every episode's a different... Oh, I keep... I don't know where the buttons are in this chair, so every time... I press this button. I just drop like two inches. Hmm. <laughs> Let's figure this out. It's an ensemble cast thing. This is the sound of me fixing this chair. Okay. Um, it's, it's an ensemble cast for the fourth time. Um, so every episode is like just a different couple pretty much mm-hmm. um, going through something. Um, so it's devastating. It's lighthearted. It's a lot of different things at once. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice show. I recommend starting from the beginning and watching it. I can check that out. I haven't like been a huge fan of a lot of the stuff he's done. Yeah, I think it's all pretty mediocre. Yeah, but it wor- it works as a Netflix series. Like he did like Drinking Buddies, right? And there's that new one about the with the guy that's in all of his stuff that gambles. Um, I want to see that one. That's on Netflix as well. Let's see, Joe Swanberg. IMDb. Like I kind of, I got to know this guy through his horror bits. He was kind of, he did a, he did a bit for one of the, those anthology movies. It was probably ABCs of death or VHS. Um, oh really? But yeah, he's, he did VHS. He kind of came up in the, this group of, of directors like Adam Wingard, who's gone on to do a bunch of stuff I hate and uh, Ty <laughs> West. And he, he kind of came from that, but then he went on and he, he did all these strange kind of, um, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like mumblecore style movies, but they don't ever quite reach the the level of, you know, the Duplass brothers or anything like that. They're all just very straight down the line. They all kind of have a similar vibe. Drinking Buddies was probably my favorite of all his movies, but even with that at the end of it I didn't really I didn't really feel much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I, I Drinking Buddies was fine, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't anything special to me. Like it just didn't. I was kind of like, okay, at the end of it. Yeah, fine is the is the right word, I think. But I I wanted to watch um. I wanted to watch Love. Looks like he he directed maybe an episode or two of that. The easy is a better love. Love is really frustrating to watch and upsetting. Hmm. Um, but I mean, it's still worth checking out, but by the third season, or I don't even know what season love got to, I think three seasons by the end of whatever the last season was, I was like, okay, I'm glad it's over. No more. <laughs> Please. No more. Yeah. It does look like a good ensemble. There's a ton of really cool names in here. Yeah. A lot of familiar faces. And it's nice because every couple or group of people gets an episode mm-hmm. and then you come back to them second season you check in on them and the third season you check in and they're all progressing in their lives and whatever situation that developed in the first season is now you know times three or times two whatever and how does the reduction work for that are the reduction feel, the production so if they're oh, if production. they're checking in on people are they actually like is this all being filmed at one time and they're just releasing it over a certain period or do they actually have to bring back the same groups of actors over several seasons for just a couple they scenes. bring back um well they bring it's weird i think it depends on who's available but there are mm. like cast members that pass in and out through each other's stories 
Mm. Like they're just like they're supporting characters. They're like they'll be in the background of a scene, but it's not like Arrested Development season whatever four or whatever or five or I forget. I don't know which season was the one where they're all like kind of four stories going at this like simultaneously. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. Like there there is like I don't think there's a whole lot of crossover in terms of like oh well now this character's in this event, but like one character's an actor and then another character is like a director or something like that and they show up in each other's like they go one goes to the other's play but that play isn't a part of anybody else's episode mm. you know just like they just show up every once in a while and based what on what Marin says like he does a lot of him like most of Swanberg stuff is improv like I think I read Drinking Buddies was mostly improv as well yeah that's just kind of his style and I, I appreciate it because I do think he captures like a super realistic performance a lot of the time but he's mostly just relying on the actor's chemistry. And like, I won't say which episode. Well, I mean, I guess I said it was the first episode of the season three. <laughs> so I guess I can't hide behind that. But I will say that like at the end of that episode, they flashed a, a really old picture of the two leads of that episode together. So, which I didn't know if that, I mean, Aaron asked if it was Photoshop and I, I don't think it was, it looked pretty authentic. It, it would have been the best Photoshop I've ever seen of a picture taken in like the nineties or whatever, eighties, late eighties. Hmm. Um, I, I think it was, no, it was definitely the nineties. That picture was taken maybe the early two thousands. Who knows? So this was, it was an actual picture of the two actors together a long time ago used in a scene of this uh, new show. It was like, yeah, it was the end of okay. the scene. I wonder if that is implying that that's the end of their, of this, this maybe this is the last season. Who knows? Hmm. I, I like it though. I, I think I like the idea of checking in on, people repeatedly hmm. like and not really dwelling like you don't have a whole season to develop these you have you know 45 minutes probably to develop this character and um the, the chemistry is so good between most of these people some of them it's kind of forced but for the most part it's like you know seven out of ten at the, the very least hmm. i think this is the best thing he's done but i do want to see is it win it all that just came out yeah i do want to see that that's on netflix that's a swanberg thing and it's that guy, Jake Johnson, you know, playing Jake Johnson. What apparently show is a gambling he on? addict. He was into the Spider Verse. He did Spider Man. No, he was it, also he like from a show. New though? Girl. New Girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a new girl. But I, yeah, I immediately went to Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. He's just he's a all around cool dude. I like him. Yeah he he looks uh, he reminds me of the dude that played the older elf in the first. Uh, santa claus movie? bernard yes yeah who plays he's like but it's not the same guy is it it is not no they're like <laughs> one is like 10 years older than the other <laughs> but he does look like him oh man why can't i remember his name he's in the he's in the deuce he was bernard yeah the elf he was he was in that show numbers you remember numbers it was a tv uh, series from a, like 2005 2010 which was a was that the playoff no not uh was it a like an adaptation of a movie? It, I don't I don't know, but it was about a mathematician who uses equations to help solve various crimes. Well, wow, that's really it's cool. It's like one of the CBS crime shows. It was pretty good. David Crummeltz yeah. is Bernard, who you're thinking of, yeah. who looks very much like Jake Johnson. He got very fat for season one of, uh, what's it called? Of The Deuce. Like, he got very fat. Mm. You see, look at his IMDb, like the third picture, and it's just him, season two season one of the deuce and then oh, season two he's very thin like his his imdb picture is just like a handsome guy he almost looks better than, he looks better than jake johnson in that picture <laughs> i think 
cleans up nice. He's not a bad looking dude, but he was very fat in season one. It was ridiculous. This is the first picture I've seen with him with short hair. Usually it was that, you know, that long kind of shaggy look. The fro, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. Huh. Uh, crumbles. Right. So, so Netflix content lately, I've been spending a lot of time in that. I watched that, uh, the Ted Bundy movie. Mm. Very, very nah. middle of the road. Um, yeah, not really into that. Yeah. And then the silence, I had to watch that. What is that? It is basically a quiet place on the, uh, on the move. Oh yeah. It's, it's the quiet place and bird box sort of mixed wow, together. It's something I really like and something I really hate all in one. <laughs> and then the, the monsters and it, it's not a spoiler that they're monsters. They're like all over the poster. Um, they're birds. They're not they're like, they're like, they're like bats. They're, oh, they're like cool. bat creatures, but they're kind of, uh, you remember the movie The Cave? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Sabrina and, herself. And Sabrina's aunt plays her mother in this Netflix. movie. Yeah, exactly. They just have to be on the lot, I'm sure. Um, well, it got a hefty 5.2 on IMDb, so I'm sold. <laughs> I gave it one and a half out of five. It's pretty bad. Um, one and a half out of five? Yeah. This is 5.2 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, I that's... think it's a pretty weak movie. And it's it's sad. I like Stanley Tucci a lot, so it's always like a, it's a bummer to see him in bad movies. Uh, I think it was, it's more the writing. Uh, the performances were fine, but it, it just wasn't a very solid movie. But I liked the creatures because they reminded me of um, the movie The Cave, which is a movie that I and my friend Jared like, and I'm not sure that anybody yeah. else does, but I'm still waiting for a sequel. You've tried to sell me on The Cave a few times. Man, The Cave was so am... good. I don't know about that. It's probably my favorite I actually, you know what? sci-fi movie. You're not the first person. You think it's sci-fi? I thought it was horror. Well, sci-fi horror, you know, you got like creatures and it's, it's science fiction in the way that they're trying to spin something in a scientific faction. You, you have these like monsters, these underground monsters and the explanation for why they exist is based in scientific reason. Hmm. The cave does one in 2019 also. No, no, that's just cave. No, it says The Cave, 2019. Oh. Well, a Thai boys soccer team is trapped in a cave while rescue workers... Oh, my God. It's the... It's the no, I'm out. Based on true events. It's, they've already true. sold the rights. <laughs> no, oh, man. No. You're looking for the 2005. Okay, I found it. The Cave. Yeah, it looks too spooky for me. It's dark. It looks like pitch black. It is. That was... Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. It's great. I love the movie a lot, and I, I still wish that they would have made a sequel. It's just I just don't think it's ever going to happen. It's a shame. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, no thanks. But uh, I like creatures, but spooky. Yeah, and then I, I followed both of those up with um, Paddleton, which was actually amazing. You liked it? Oh my gosh, I loved it. Yeah, it was nice. It was very like I didn't feel it was a cool like ninety minutes, right? It wasn't even was it even that long? I felt like I blinked and it was over. Yeah, I it didn't feel it didn't feel long. It was, I, yeah, not eighty nine minutes. Know, I didn't know how it was going to sustain itself for that long. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of rare models, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> just doing that the whole time. He was and so then great though. The, the, that's a Duplass, right? And that, yeah, yeah, he was good. He was just, oh man, I don't know. It just is so so intense at the end. Yeah, it really is. And I, and then, I watched it with May, and I, I she I don't think she normally would have wanted to to see a movie like that. Um, yeah, I started watching it. I was just going to watch it by myself. She's like, "Oh no, I want to see that." I'm like, "Okay." So I waited and I watched it with her. Um, she liked the um, what was what was the name of that that one picture of theirs? Uh, Jeff who lives the at kung home. Kung Fu. 
Oh, Jeff. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember Jeff who lives at home. Shit that was like that. um Peter, Pete. What's his name? No, no, it was a uh, Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. M- Marshall. Is it Jeff who lives at home? Jason Siegel. Jason <laughs> so, Siegel. So I was much like Pete Siegel. In this episode. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, we're, we're I'm, I'm just IMDb. Yeah. I'm just jumping around from IMDb to IMDb. Yeah, Jeff who lives at home was fine. I think I'm. Uh, did they do safety not guaranteed as well? They did. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all fine. Like at the end of every Duplass Brothers thing, including well, togetherness, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I tried that. <laughs> oh, was that room room 108 or what's this the the one the Duplass Brothers do for HBO? Uh, You'd probably be into that. Um, do you know? I don't. I don't know, but I, I know what you're talking about. But I'm not. I haven't watched it. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, you'd be into it. It's room 104. It, room? Yeah, room 104. It's like a. It's kind of like kind of like the easy of hotel movies yeah <laughs> it's no it's just like one room well, a story in a hotel room every every episode it's like a 30 minute episode inside a hotel room and it changes every episode hmm. some is like paranormal some is romantic some is it's, it's very weird i stopped after three episodes because i was just like what the hell am i watching this for <laughs> none of it just it, it just didn't feel good hmm. i just you know i didn't feel good at the end of it i didn't learn anything it's sort of like twilight zone i guess yeah which I also have not watched. Have you watched the new Twilight Zone? No, I haven't. It's out? Yeah, in the CBS <laughs> app, I think. Oh, well, yeah, I don't have cable, so I'll have to source that well, elsewhere. Neither do I. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it sounds to me like you're not like a huge Mumblecore fan. You're using fine as a well, descriptor for these Duplass movies. Did you ever see Cyrus? I like Cyrus. Was okay. that Duplass? Yeah. Was the Dupl- Duplass yeah, brothers? Yeah, I that. did like that. Um. Safety Not Guaranteed, okay. I, I don't know who directed that, but it just, it starred Mark. I don't think he, I don't think they directed that. They didn't? No. Who did that movie? I liked that one when it came out. I it, I don't think it holds up. Oh, that was Colin Trevorrow. Oh, fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> so glad he didn't get the last Star Wars movie. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and his shitty Jurassic Parks. Yeah, they're pretty bad. And uh, the Book of Henry, which apparently did not do very well, didn't. Isn't that why he quote unquote lost uh, Star Wars because of that movie? Uh, I don't. I don't know if that was the I don't entire know reason either. Um, I think it is I, I, I like though. to believe that they just they're like, oh, JJ should real bring this one back in after the Last Jedi. That's the. That's like, the I think f- they just wanted something to unify the the series. That's the funny thing, though. He left Jurassic Park to do Star Wars. And so they got somebody else to do Jurassic Park 2. He's coming back and he's going to do the third one, which is coming out in 2021. The third Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, they need to stop that. Yeah. They can just go right home with that. Yeah, like, where do you go from there? I, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the last one, but it's trash. It's not worth watching, but even still... No, I, I didn't. I don't know what's next. Ooh, what's next? What is next, Jake? I don't know, man. This this one's uh, this one's all up to you. I well, that was our TV lightning round. That was our Netflix lightning round. Yeah, I'm just I'm going through going my through. my queue, like the my list on Netflix. There's just a lot of stuff on there that I've been meaning to oh. see for a long time. I watched The Dark Crystal. 
I, I did. I, I watched that this morning oh, and last night. That's um, okay. That's nice. I saw some props from that at the Museum of the Moving Image oh, in Queens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to ask but, you about that because you yeah. you sent me pictures of something. It was a Star I sent Wars you stuff. a bust of uh, like a bunch of people, I think, and some Star Wars toys yeah. that they had collected in that, that, that place. But I was doing some Googling around and I saw they had a bunch of stuff on display there. I'm like, oh, I'm sure Mike probably saw that. Such great character design. I thought it was really great, I- except for the main characters. The Gelflings, I think, are terrible. But um, Yeah, I was up close and personal with a lot of those puppets and they are terrifying. Seriously. I was talking to May about this because she wasn't, um, she didn't really want to watch that with me, but you know, she she saw it on the TV and she's like, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is supposed to be for kids. And that just kind of got me thinking about all the movies that I watched growing up that scared the living shit out of me. And I don't know if Labyrinth. there's anything like that anymore. Labyrinth, uh, The Black Cauldron, The Wizard of Oz. Willow. I, yeah, I haven't seen Willow. I didn't watch Willow as a kid, but kind of. I didn't think that one like was quite as scary. Um you know, there, there was like a lot, there's a lot of pretty scary things out there for kids. Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It's a little before that. Um, <laughs> was that scary? Heck yeah, man. The, the child snatcher. Oh, I cried, um, during Mary Poppins at one point. I don't know why it was when there's the scene when they take the, 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 the men take the, the money from the little boy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I cried then. It was weird. It was very weird. Well, it just got me it's thinking. Like, memory. Do they, do they, what's coming out now that that scares kids? I feel like it's not okay to scare kids YouTube. anymore. Have you been on All YouTube right, well, sure. for kids recently? Spider-Man and Elsa? That is what's going to scare kids. That's gonna. That's what's going to mess up kids for mm. the future. That's what kids are going to be like. Remember that Spider-Man and Elsa shit we used to watch when we were seven years old? That was messed up. And they're going to be right. That is messed up. Yeah, I. I guess I don't know enough about that but it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of uh you know highly produced hollywood media coming out that is aimed to uh toughen up kids <laughs> i i because that's what i think uh, it did Coraline. Cor- Coraline. Coraline. yeah that was kind of spooky i didn't see like frankenweenie and all that stuff but is that no scary? i didn't think that was scary it's kind of funzy like a lot of the tim burton animated stuff I, at least in recent years is sort of sort of chilled out because you're right i think there were scary factors to even nightmare before christmas and well Coraline was even 10 years corpse ago wasn't bride. it like the, yeah yeah corpse those i mean corpse bride was like 15 years ago i feel like so like what so there has to be an answer to what kids are doing these days i really just think the answer is youtube it's just mm-hmm. i think it's just really and they're probably also just watching things that are actually just messing them up yeah like kids watching game of thrones holy shit after last night have you have you watched it i did i watched it today and i i got spoiled five minutes before i hit play that sucked i mean it was really difficult there are people at, at the after the episode aired last night that were ruining it it's i don't egregious. know if I, I yeah i had a friend who's a, he's on tour in france right now and mm. he posted on it i follow his instagram stories he's the only person whose stories i really really watch because he's just a meme master you know he's just a meme master and you know um his thing was like hey everybody i'm still in france sorry that i can't watch game and i still can't watch game of thrones yet because i'm not back in america so uh thanks so much for spoiling it everybody and it's true everyone just ruined it on twitter 
by like literally describing it, not even vague tweeting, just like full on just saying what happened in the episode. It was very frustrating. I saw like screen like screen captures and videos on my Twitter timeline this morning. Oh damn! And yeah, and I headlines from that. Spin telling me about well the memes. My favorite the memes character were died. Just yeah, the memes were just out of control. <sighs> it's crazy, but. Yeah. with the screen caps the memes from that episode were very rich though i will say yeah there were there there are definitely some good ones um but yeah i finished it it's fine and i i tend to agree with a lot of the folks who are who are saying that you know it's it's it feels like it's wrapping up quickly and that's it's fine i i'm just enjoying the last couple episodes and when it's done it's done i'm not gonna be super bummed about it i'm happy to I, i'm gonna be happy to talk about it with you as soon as it's done but i don't want to say anything until it's actually over yeah because every week i keep holding my breath and being like nope there's a reason why i did they did this and then the next week <laughs> happens i'm like well the reason that i thought they did this is not the truth <laughs> yeah i will say it, it's just oh, it felt terrible to watch mm. it felt awful and that that's all i really want to say about game of thrones um for this moment at least um should we do our discussion about avengers before we lose (laughs) before we lose i mean the spoiler ban has been lifted that's right yeah yeah we can talk about it i don't don't see why not it's uh i mean at some at at some point in every podcast career you have to (laughs) you have to talk about the mcu i feel like regardless of whether you have a science show a history show uh, just two dudes talking show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really, I feel like something that everyone should talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, where do you want to start with it? Um, I, so did I tell you how I told you how I saw it, right? No, maybe you did. I, oh you, yeah. You saw it, was, it early. I saw it. Well, I saw it the day after it came out, yeah. but I saw it at 8am from Aaron's job. Got us a screening an 8 a.m. screening on a Friday morning. That's it was right. downpouring outside. You, I think you told us about up. the guy who had to yeah. explain the stuff. Yeah. Well, your... yeah, the lecture I got, yeah, yeah. and then that 15 people showed up for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it in a mostly empty theater, which I thought was the ideal way to see it for me. But yeah. I could see how a loud theater with a lot of people, a lot of ruckus people, would also be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was your theater crowded? No, 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 no. When I saw it, I saw it fairly early in the morning and it was, it was pretty rainy and gross out. And I think, I think there were maybe six other people in the theater and they're all like in groups mm-hmm. of two. So there was, there was like an older couple, maybe two older couples. And there was, uh, there was this, I think two single moms somewhere behind me. Cause they were both talking about how they dropped off their kids at the babysitter and <laughs> this is how they're going to spend their day off. Um, but it, yeah, it was a pretty small group, and then the, of course there was the snafu with the actual video not showing for the first two trailers. And, and all oh that. my god! But uh, the, well, got the I, text. before we go for, I feel like the title of this episode should just be "This whole episode is going to be Avengers spoilers or MCU spoilers." So, I mean, if you haven't seen Avengers yet and you care about not hearing about it, then you know, probably skip this until you've seen it. Um, Whoops! What am I doing here? Um, yeah, I, I I I feel like if you had seen the the movie, if you had not had picture for the first, like if it had gone into the opening scene, it would have been so confusing for you. Did you yeah. think that the movie had just like like skipped halfway into it? Uh, like when it first opened up. 
Yeah, well, like, like the Hawkeye scene at the I beginning. I mean, to be fair, you gave me warning because I posted that video on Twitter showing that I had oh, no video yeah. and you're like, oh, I hope they fix that because it just starts right away. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, so yeah, I didn't, I, I was, I knew that it was just going to like open up on a scene that it wasn't going to be, you know, opening credits or anything fancy. It was going to have just sort a of cold a, open. Yeah. So yeah, I, you had my expectations set for that, uh, which was nice. I thought it was a, it was a good opener because I, I'm not super familiar. It caught me off guard for sure. I'm not real familiar with that character, uh, Hawkeye, right? Hawkeye. Yeah, he's primarily in the Avengers movies. He didn't have like a standalone, right? He just kind of appeared in no one of them. His debut was Thor, mm. the first Thor movie. Okay, which I barely remember. I don't remember yeah, the first no. two Thor movies. I mean... And I, I really don't remember the first yeah. two Avengers movies. I, I am not... That, that's... You haven't watched them four times, I see. No, I have watched the first first one once. What was the second one? The second one yeah. was Ultron. Okay, I didn't watch that one. You didn't watch it at all? I tried twice. I kept falling asleep. And then this, what was, is there, was there a third one before Infinity War or? Infinity War was the third okay. Avengers movie. But I just look at it as just, it's one like 21 part film series. That's really it. I know, but it's, it's hard to we, justify we, watching every single one of them. It, it takes a lot of time. Did you read about the people that did in Brooklyn? In a, in one sitting? Yeah. They did a 48 hour marathon. Oh no. Leading up to uh, Endgame. That's so boring. Yeah, there's a writer for somebody, somebody, some writer, I, I don't know who it was, uh, did, <laughs> did the, the whole thing. Uh, but he like, he was allowed to tap out for two movies and then he just, at one point he just like went home and stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a marathon I wouldn't want to do. That's so long. And it's, imagine you know what you're getting. Two it's, days. it's, what are you going to get out of that that you haven't got out of the last couple times that you've seen it, you know? Like I wouldn't even go see, just, I don't think I would go see... All right, maybe I would go see all three of the new Star Wars trilogy in one go, but that would just be to have the. I guess I'm starting to understand why somebody would want to do this. For the I would. I would like, do it over the course of seven of, of a month. I would every month. Yeah. I would buy a ticket to go see a screening every month, and you can just tap out whenever you want, and you can you can buy tickets to whichever movies you want to see, whichever ones you want to skip. Mm-hmm. And just make it a thing, you know, like every day during the month, we're showing a different MCU movie. I, I just, the marathon is excessive. Yeah. And I, I get the it, idea of wanting to gross. see your favorite Marvel movie in theaters one more time, you know, like one more chance to go see Civil War, whatever your favorite one is. That's, that's cool opportunity, but a marathon just, it, it exhausts me. I could never do that. I went and saw, uh, what was the one that, before, that came out before Civil War? avengers ultron the now the the captain america movie oh oh winter soldier okay winter soldier maybe okay maybe that's the one i saw the premiere of i think i saw the premiere of winter soldier and then i watched the first one before that one started at the premiere but it was kind of you kind of had to that's how the event worked um so that was it was cool but it was just a lot it's a long time to sit in a chair and you're tired. So by the time the new one comes around, you're kind of like your, 
your brain has gone through the paces of watching an entire movie and movies are created, you know, to, to bring you through this emotional journey, you know, if they're done correctly. And I, I think the Captain America movies are. So by the end of that first one, I was like, okay, now we have to watch another one. And I really liked the second one. It was, it was still fun. It's not like I walked out not enjoying it, but I was tired and I, I just watched movies for five hours. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. So no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But, um, I mean, I'm ready for bed after seeing, you know, like, I mean, Avengers, Avengers was like three hours. It was long. It was long. It, it's amazing. You go in in the morning and then you come out and it's, it's late afternoon. It's like, Oh man, that was most yeah, of my we had day. To plan, like we woke up at, to get to, uh, the screening started at 9am. We had to check in at eight for this meeting thing. Mm-hmm. And like, so we were up at like seven in the morning, like six thirty seven to go to this screening <laughs> and we finished at like one yeah. and that was so stupid. It was like, yeah, that's your it day. was crazy. And yeah, that's the, that's most of my day. And then we got in a car and drove upstate, but it was like, it was, uh, it was a movie. I, I liked it a lot. I didn't like it as much as Infinity War. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, I think I think Infinity War was... They had more of a movie. They had hmm. more of a story, and they had more of a... Like, more of a, more of a plot, I feel like. It was a fairly simple thing. It's just like a MacGuffin the whole time. And there was, we got to go after this thing, and there's six, seven of them and it was very easy to stage out. You know, we're going to break them up into these groups. And then for Endgame, it was, I think it earned, like it's, it's earned all the accolades it's, it's, it's been given and, and it's worthy of praise. But this, it was just like a, it was the bow on Infinity War for me. You know, like it was just like, it was the logical conclusion and it was, the story was not as interesting to me for mainly for the reason that they brought in time travel, like mm-hmm. as soon as they brought in time travel and I, I don't really know how else they would have done it. I think there were some mm-hmm. theories, some of that involved like a l- element of time travel, but I thought that it was just like, it's such a, it's a cop out. Time travel is so terrible. I thought that it was pretty well considered though. It did seem like they put thought into the mechanics of how time travel would work in this universe. It wasn't like yeah, I mean, it wasn't like they just did it, it as a way to explain whatever, but it it seemed like there were rules. Yeah, I guess like I I'm still trying to wrap my head around I guess the tangent universe thing that splits off. Hmm. Um oh, you hear that sound? That's the heat. That's cuz it's 40 degrees in Boston in Brooklyn rather. Yeah. Hold hold on. Do I get the heat? But I'm not saying anything. I know, but if you wanted to keep talking, I could hear you. All right, heat's off. The silence makes it easier for me to cut it out if I want to. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Fine. Cut out. Cut out me turning my heat off. Uh, um. But it it it's it just like a. I don't know what I was saying. Well, we you're you were talking about time travel and and whether or not that really works in, in the context of this movie. And, and for me, it's fine. I'd, I, it's not like I had standards that were higher than time travel for anything in the series. So when I saw 
Infinity War, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, not having seen hardly any of the Marvel movies in theaters, uh, going to see that one was sort of like a somebody pulled my my leg and said, "Hey, why don't you just come?" I said, "Okay, fine. I get out of the house. I'll go see a movie." And I liked it. I thought it was fun. And so when the new one came out, I was excited for that. But again, I don't have like I don't have the baggage or any of the expectations that somebody who's more of a, a Marvel fan might have. So for me, I, I thought it it worked well as a as a feature. Time travel aside, I thought you know overall the things that they were able to achieve with this movie were spectacular. Um, apart from every, anything that can be explained away with a gigantic budget, the biggest budget that's probably ever been poured into a comic book movie. Um, <laughs> I thought that it was incredible how much they were able to work in and how, how easily it went down. Cause I, I think what I was expecting was just another one of the mo- just another movie and it kind of ties stuff up and you're going to have a couple scenes with a whole bunch of stars who, who hadn't been on screen together and you get that but you you also get moments for each individual character that really tie up their storyline nicely and give them little moments to individually shine in what is otherwise a gigantic ensemble of stars and on top of that you have like really nice cinematography and i think the storytelling was nice and it just at the end of it i, I was like that was pretty satisfying i i mean it was 3 hours which was long um but I think it needed to be. I think they needed that time to really pack it all in there. And it didn't, none of it felt rushed. It didn't feel packed in. I thought it was well paced. You didn't feel the length. You, I don't think you felt the length of it until you actually got out of it. Like it, it definitely, like I didn't want it to be over. Um, it felt right. Like mm-hmm. three hours was what this, this series deserved. I almost wish that there was not going to be coming anything coming after it. Like I wish it was actually just over and that I didn't have to worry about like whatever arc they're doing next. But it was, um, yeah, it, it, it felt good. Mm-hmm. The time travel thing is, is what it is, you know. I I feel like I, I understood it after, like, I spent, like, a day just reading up about it, being like, okay, I get it now. The the biggest question I had was how did Tony pull that off at the end mm. with the, the, like, how, like, what happened? <laughs> wait, wait, which bit? The, with the, uh, the, the, like, how did he get the stones at the end? And the best answer I saw when I was researching it was that it didn't require a lot of research and everybody else got it. Is is that like he like Tony built something into the gauntlet or something to or his nanotech did it. Mm. I don't know. Oh, you don't think he's he's just good at sleight of hand? I guess it's, <laughs> yeah, he that's how it happened. I mean, I was just like I I thought I missed something in the design of it like the like I think he got the idea when Thanos grabbed the uh power stone and smashed uh captain marvel with it that was that was a great move mm-hmm. um but he probably got the idea from that and it happened so quickly i want to see it again yeah. now that it's died down i can go see it like lincoln center on a giant screen or something like that and then it'll be it'll be much better than where i saw it the first time yeah for sure you've only seen it the once just once okay. yeah yeah i was waiting till it died down again before i went and saw it mm-hmm. a second time yeah i i don't know i i thought it was good. I, I don't really know like what more I can offer as a as a fan of science fiction other than that I thought it was ambitious and that it pulled it off. I, I think there have been few movies in the comic book world that have had as much anticipation as Endgame. 
and for them to be able to do what they did was it was just nothing short of incredible. I rated it really highly because I thought it was almost impossible to make what they made. Like I, I they would have had to they could have made even a handful of choices that went the opposite way would have ruined that movie. But they I think they nailed it. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. I liked it. Um was that it? Is that is that all we've got for Endgame? <laughs> no, I mean like, yeah, I mean yeah. I really anticipated us going for. I mean, every other podcast has said it for like before us, so like, yeah. Well, also I I, I feel bad. Like I know um, historically for the Marvel movies, you've gone to uh, Deanna's podcast to talk about it because she, <laughs> she she knows what she's talking about. You could talk to me about Alien and Star Wars all day long, but Marvel, I'm just um, I'm just not entirely in it and. And it's not to say that there aren't movies that I look forward to in the comic book universe. Like, I do kind of want to see that Dark Phoenix movie. I'm looking forward to seeing. I what haven't they seen do. the last one. What was the last one? Uh, Apocalypse. I didn't even see that. Oh no, I haven't seen any of the X Men movies in like a decade. But Logan was incredible. Um, this is going to be like the last one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this Dark Phoenix movie and see how that kind of feels, and then. If I like it, then maybe I'll go back and I'll, I'll watch the X-Men movies that lead up to it. Because I don't think I've seen any of the James McAvoy X-Men movies. I think it was about the time that he oh, came into the series. Yeah, it was about that time that I, I stopped watching them. I got really, really mad at the th- second or the third Probably Wolverine the third, movie? Last Stand. No, the Wolverine movie. Oh, the Wolverine movie? movie? The one where the he was in Japan. It was just called, yeah, The Wolverine. That movie yeah. was trash and it made me really angry. And so I stopped watching all I, of them. I thought that they were just... What were you totally expecting? But I was they expecting Logan. Logan. And they, <laughs> but they didn't, yeah. yeah. I liked it better than the first Wolverine, the X-Men Origins, mm. that trash. Yeah, I, 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 haven't th- I don't think that the caliber for a lot of those Fox features have been really high. But uh, that would no, explain I, why I most either. of them are canceled now. So That is weird. Um, hmm... I, I don't know. I wanted to say something about in, Infinity War and Endgame that I don't remember what it was. I guess it doesn't matter. Is it was it that Joe Biden made an appearance at the end of the movie or <laughs> No, it was I was I wanted to ask you uh what parts you cried at. Oh, cause, okay. <laughs> as I cried at a couple parts. And most of them most of them involved Tony Stark, honestly, which is so strange, but I think it's because Tony is the one that I'm most familiar with and you know, it's it's watching that movie. It's hard not to think back on the movies that came before it, and not only the movies as they pertain to the story, like the actual content of the movies, but you know, personally, when those movies came out and where I was and who I watched those movies with. Um, it's not like I, I went on like a first date with the love of my life or something at <laughs> a Marvel movie. I don't <laughs> think May and I have ever seen a Marvel movie in theaters together, um, but. I, I remember watching that first Iron Man movie and thinking, wow, that was that was really entertaining. That was really fun. Good for Robert Downey Jr. I'm glad he's like getting his life back together. And then he just he was handed this massive legacy that he's just performed so well throughout the entire thing. And they just kept adding elements to it. You've got, you know, all these different aspects of Tony Stark's life that take a cold um take a cold tech billionaire dude and and give him life and so the moments that i think 
got me the hardest in Endgame was anything involving Tony and Spider-Man and mm. Piper. Those were those were some big ones. Pepper, Pi- Pepper, whatever. Piper meant so much to you, Jake. <laughs> well, you didn't. I don't really care much for Gwyneth Paltrow, but she's she's Tony's wife, and he's like the one. He he's like one of very few that he obviously cares a lot about personally, um, and would consider hanging up the helmet for. Um, I think she's the best. She is the best thing that could happen to the series as far as because I, I i've said this before and on welcome to geek them and i think i've said it here before as well too in in short recaps but i think that if you look at tony stark as a character and like how he develops over the course of the mcu i don't think he changes that much mm. like he does he's not a character that goes through a whole lot of change but it like his except for the idea of pepper Potts and him like pepper is his assistant in the beginning mm-hmm you know, she's sort of a romantic interest, but he sign he he dials it back at the beginning, and then by Iron Man two is when they start to figure out the romantic thing, and then it comes to a head in Iron Man three, and finally in Infinity War, you know, like is when you know they're well, you, you get the proposal in Homecoming, mm-hmm. which I thought was excellent, um, or like the the about to be proposal, you kind of cuts right beforehand, yeah, and then which was funny in some the, way because it was yeah. just uh, it was like a backup plan. <laughs> yeah <laughs> for the announcement that well, he thought he was gonna the, make well that's the interplay between like all these movies that i loved and th- that's why i really look at it i mean this is not unique or novel but, but this is i just look at it like it's it's just one giant series and some of them there's some highs and some lows you know it's 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 nice because like i don't think of ant-man and the wasp as like you know two installments in one series. I think Mm. of them as like chapters of a series that are very split up. And I mean, homecoming was the best example. If some people shat all over that because Tony Stark was in it, but I thought he made that movie. Like it was just, it it was just such a, like a, such a compelling thing. Cause you don't have, there's no uncle Ben in homecoming, Mm -hmm. but there is a Tony Stark. And now like, like Spider-Man has his uncle Ben, even though he probably already has it in that universe. They haven't really specified yet. And I, yeah, it, it was, um, I don't know. For me, for me, that I I get really overwhelmed during scenes scenes that exhibit teamwork. So, um, like when Cat picked up the hammer, that was a that was a cry moment for me. It was like tears of joy moment. Um, I did not cry when Tony Stark was dying. I'm sorry. No, I don't think that one got me as much. It was it was like the more uplifting moments. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's nice. That's yeah. I'm like a I'm like a triumphant crier. Yeah, yeah. I'm less of like a sad crier. Like, like I just was so happy when when Cat picked up that hammer, and I was just, I think I yelled yes as well, very loudly alone in my 15 person screening. Um, uh, like I got that way during like Guardians of the Galaxy one, but like for characters that didn't even matter, I cried during Independence Day when like that's that when they're bringing the mothership down at the end it's like when 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 evil is being smited mm-hmm. in such a like a a comeback way mm. you know that's that is when i'll like the waterworks will start for me when i'm watching a movie mm. that is yeah it's rarely how, when something actually sad is happening on screen how about that moment with his dad when they met each other uh, when they're parting uh nah, no that was a little long in the tooth for me oh, yeah I like, like that. I, I mean th- th- it was just the 
the whole second act of the movie was was such a a, a boring part of the movie for me that, <laughs> that that i mean like it was nice that they squeezed in a heist flick like a full length heist movie was featured in the middle of this mm-hmm. 3 hour long film um but it just wasn't like a, a thing like that i enjoyed mm-hmm. like i just it, it felt like it was a, it was a fan service through and through you know like like say what you want about star wars and like Rogue One just being all fan service or whatever, and that's fine. But like this was literally a trip down memory lane. They took you through every movie mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and it was important to give Tony and Howard that moment to kind of like level with each other. Um, but it was just the—I uh, didn't cry during it. I was more excited to see Jarvis at the end of it. Mm. Right, that was a reference that almost went over my head. Well, you you knew who Vision was, yeah. And did you, you did you recognize the voice at all? Kind of, yeah. Like I said, it, yeah, it, it hit me, but after the scene had passed. Okay, yeah. Did you? Um, okay, so something that hit me like seven full days after I saw the movie, probably a little bit longer. Um, I was sitting around and I was just reflecting on like something for whatever reason my mind drifted back to end game and the scene that i liked and i was thinking of sam wilson's re-entry into the movie when he goes when he when he hits up captain america he's like hey cap like on your left Mm. i totally that line did not occur to me at the time but that was the line from winter soldier that cap was giving sam at the beginning when he was doing laps around the washington uh monument Mm. like the reflecting pool whatever it is Yeah, yeah like like I had no idea that. Like, well, when I was watching the movie, I'm just like, "Oh, like something's about to happen to Captain America's left." And it did not put together the Winter Soldier reference, but it was great. But now, and then, when I realized, it, I'm like, "Oh, that line is so much better now." What a, that was a, that was probably my favorite callback out of everything besides Thor um, saying, "I went for the head." That was truly, truly fantastic callback. Was was this, what is I that thought. callback to? Infinity War at the end when Thor um, like heaves uh, Stormbreaker is that what it's called? Am I confusing? That sounds like a Game of Thrones the axe thing. thing? The, his axe. I think it was called Stormbreaker, was it not? Sure. Windbreaker. Deanna, correct me here. Windbreaker. Um, but <laughs> it was Windbreaker. Um, but anyway, uh, so that when Thor hurls that and it hits Thanos in the chest, and Thanos goes, "He should have gone for the head," mm-hmm. and he snaps. That so at the end, you know, Thor like does not hesitate uh, and just okay. hacks Thanos's head off at the very beginning of of that movie, and mm. that's why I thought it was excellent. Okay, yeah, that's clever. Yeah, we'll never remember that. But really, yeah, no. <laughs> that was such a that was so integral. I mean, what, what do you think that line would meant? Like when he said, "I went for the head." You think he was just being? It was kind of. It's probably exactly what I thought when I heard Cap on your left. He took it just very literally. It's like, yeah. what did you do? He's like, oh, I literally cut his head off. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like his mo, right? He just speaks kind of bluntly and doesn't understand the the nuance of human interaction. Oh, that's a very Thor one take on Thor. I think. I think he's maintained but, that though. Like he's he's had more fun no. moments, but he's he's kept Thor it. three was there's like just a totally new. T- it was, it was a, I even think that like Avengers one is where he started to deviate into other uh stuff hmm. and and he started just being a little goofier in the avengers and then i don't even remember what he did in avengers 2 avengers 2 all i remember is that shirt scene where he just like takes his shirt off and 
goes into the reflecting pool again um, with reflecting pools. But yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah. Any other good callbacks? Hmm. Well, I mean, half the movie was, was, was callbacks in some way or shape or form for you. I mean, yeah. I mean like any, uh, I don't know. I mean, there was, there was the one that I, I mentioned to you, uh, over text not long after I saw the movie, which was the bit where at the end where Captain America goes back to return the stones to wherever they came from. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yes. There's the scene with, there's the scene in, you're going to have to help me with the, the original movie that this is in. It was in one of the Captain America movies or one of the Avengers movies where he goes and he visits the, the lady love of his earlier life. Right. And yes. she's on her deathbed Peggy Carter. and she, you know, he asks her if she had a happy life and she says that he, that she did and like she got married and you know, she, everything worked out great for her. She had a very happy life. And that's, that's like all that he needed to hear at that moment. I think I, I subscribe to the theory that, um, you know, she's talking about them. Like he went back in time to, you know, live his life with this woman and they had a very, very happy life together which is a nice sentiment um i thought that was kind of a a cool little callback it it just like whether or not they planned for that in advance when they when they filmed that scene originally i think it's a cool tie-in yeah i think there was the, the the concept behind that is that like did he was there two i don't think it makes sense but i was trying to again wrap my head around this time travel thing so he goes back and he he's living in an alternate dimension or an alternate timeline with Peggy. Um, is that her current name? Agent Carter? <laughs> uh, is that what happened? And then he came back at the end? I don't he came understand back as an old guy. how it works. Hmm. Like he, he, so he must have come back because we know that you can come, you don't have to land on the platform again when you travel back in time. Yeah. Like you can land anywhere. It's all, it was all gobbledygook <laughs> to me. And, and I just, I, I, whatever it's fine. Yeah. So, um, so since he's old when he returns, does that mean that, um, he went back in time and never became captain America? No, he was captain America, but he just chose to live a life of peace. I can't imagine but that he'd go he back in old? time and, because he ages naturally. Because he's only young. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why he's young. But, like, they say he's only young because he was unfrozen. Hmm. Like, he, he got frozen in the 40s mm-hmm. and then was thawed out in 2012 or whatever. Okay. So, I mean, he's technically still only, you know, like, in his 30s. All right, all right. Because, yeah. because of that. Okay. And so he would have aged. He still ages naturally. Huh. That's what they say, anyway. Yeah. So... That's that's Avengers. I cried, I think, somewhere when, when Spider-Man came back in. I remember, like, grabbing Aaron's hand and being like, yes, when Spider-Man... <laughs> he, he was the last one to swing in from that last... Uh, when everybody's coming back from the snap. He, I was just, like, flipping out. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to see him again. And then the, uh, the, the, the Captain Marvel line. Mm. That was so... Which you just say, hey there, Peter Parker. What you got there for, like, that, I just... I, I guffawed really loud at that. Like that was. I liked her a lot. 
I want to see her movie now. Yeah, I I should probably go see that. That was the only (laughs) one we hadn't seen beforehand. I I made sure to see Ant-Man and the Wasp for some reason. It wasn't, which wasn't a bad movie. It was definitely like a C flick out of all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, With like, you know, Incredible Hulk and Thor 2 being like the Fs, Um, which it's not saying much, but it was, yeah, it was so funny when she does that to him. I, I just like the infantilization of Peter Parker in the MCU. Like, I'm so sick of 40-year-old Tobey Maguire watching those movies again. Or, like, Andrew Garfield trying to be cool in high school when he's, like, 27 years old. Like, it's just, no. I Like, I'm done with it. I need a child like Peter Parker just for the character's sake. I need to see the character done right. Even though he's, like, 22 now. So, and he's still playing 16. Right. Here's my question. And I haven't watched this Far From Home trailer yet because I'm done watching the trailers. Um how are they addressing the five years that have passed since the snap? What? Wait, what? Okay. So, so Peter got snapped mm-hmm. and five years pass. Yeah. And then suddenly all the people from the snap come back. Yeah. So did his entire high school get snapped? Uh, How? Cause they're all still classmates in far from home. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is... Jake, explain this to me, Jake. <laughs> Well, so you didn't watch the teaser? I didn't. I watched the teaser for Far From Home, but I did not watch the new trailer that just came out. Okay. I don't know if I've watched the new trailer, uh, but in the teaser, there is that, that there's that moment where, yeah, it is confusing because he, he and his best friend like embrace in school, right? At the end of Infinity, or uh, uh, Endgame, rather. Yeah. So... So, so anybody that didn't get snapped went like continued continued going to school and then if you snapped you still had to go back and finish right but the rest of like some of your classmates are already in college yeah, that could be and all i mean like zendaya's back zendaya zendaya i don't know her um ned is back mm-hmm. uh peter's back i'm sure they're bringing flashback and the rest of the crew and like just you know the teacher's back well i think they're able to explain some of this away because the next movie is them going abroad on vacation right so they're not actually going to be in school but still they're all still classmates (laughs) and they're all still the same age it is that is a funny idea like maybe it'll just be a throwaway line at the beginning like wow it's so crazy that we all got snapped mm -hmm. and they'll be like yes it, it was crazy that i was snapped (laughs) <laughs> I do like also that Aunt May knows who Spider-Man is now. It just makes the whole secret identity thing a lot easier mm-hmm. when like, it just takes an element of the plot out of it that I will no longer have to deal with. Like I don't have to worry. I don't have to watch him tiptoeing around anymore at home. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to see him like trying to protect May from what she doesn't know or, you know, finding out the truth because she's at the end in Endgame. She's at the funeral scene for Tony Stark. That could also happen because of the the, the internship that, that he gets and because he meets May or at some point uh, when he comes over her house. Like, so she, like, she could just be like, wow, I'm at a funeral with a bunch of superheroes, you know? I mean, the kid that Tony, <laughs> Tony found in Iron Man 3 that went over a lot of people's heads um, showed up to his funeral. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that kid's got to be... Super stoked that he was invited back for that. Yeah, that was kind of a weird final scene. Just a, just a couple like last shots of some folks. 
that you didn't expect to see CG'd on their faces like yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch's face just <laughs> plastered on <laughs> to a stand-ins. Um, was that Robert Redford? Yes, he, that was Robert Redford. He's in the movies. He was he was in Winter Soldier, right? That was like his. He was in Winter okay. Soldier, and his appearance in this one was like what I I will say the trip down memory lane that I was ripping on earlier was actually kind of cool because you do get to see like like after they do the, the the like the mean mugging in front of Loki at the end of Avengers one, they're like, okay, enough posing, you guys, let's go do so, and it just shows them like, okay, now we're back to real life again after. It's just nice to see what happens after the camera's cut. It was mm-hmm. a nice take, at like a sort of break in the fourth wall, I guess. It's like, you know, you felt like you were on a film set watching like the break like after cut is called, even though it's just their regular lives. Mm. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was surprised at, uh, sorry, I'm just like trying to think of like, I was looking at uh, Robert Redford's IMDb page because I thought the last movie that he was uh, going to be in was The Old Man and the Gun. I know. But, Imagine going on a press tour. We hate movies ripped on this as well. They're like, he did the old man and the gun press tour as his final movie. Yeah. And then now they have to retcon that. Imagine everybody who like bought that line. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even like just, you know, saying his last movie was Avengers Endgame. That's a, that's a lot less. Um, the highest grossing film, almost the highest grossing film of all time. How did Avatar beat this? Uh, like how did Avatar beat all these things? What do you mean? I just I've I've just never seen Avatar, so I guess I'm biased. But I just don't understand how that movie is more captivating than Titanic, even. Oh man, that movie was a that was a huge deal when it came out. I'm surprised you never saw it. I I should definitely watch it. I, was it really just the 3D aspect of it, or was it? Yeah, I mean that was else? a big thing. Remember, 3D had just kind of like come back around in this new way, and Avatar was going to push the limits of that. But I I think it used it in a very um, in in most cases, I think it used it in a very good way. Good way. I like when a three D movie adds depth, and it it added depth um, in a way that like the the what was it the Alice in Wonderland movie that came out around that time that one made me nauseous. Um, I don't know. It was a good story. It's it's James Cameron. Um, it's a new IP. It's it it just had a lot of things going for it at a time when there really wasn't a whole lot else. So. It just dominated. It crushed. It's, it's done really well. I, I'm eager to see how the next ones do because, for some reason, uh, Avatar has sort of gathered a fair amount of negativity in the years since it's come out. People really liked well, it when it I... came out, and now it's like it's it's getting kind of that Nickelback treatment. Um, it is that though. That's what I mean. It's like the butt rock of sci-fi. I feel like, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's a totally fine science fiction movie that has, you know, a lot of heart and it obviously has a lot of uh, ecological themes to it, uh, with conservation and just, you know. Maybe it's Sam Worthington. Oh yeah, he had his day, didn't he?